refinancing are specific to each one. It could be that you had a higher interest mortgage rate a few years back and you wanted to refinance into a lower rate to update that loan, get your payment lower, pay less interest throughout the term of the loan. Other people, they have, they've acquired a lot of debt in the last few years and they can't get out of it. If they've been in their home long enough and they have enough equity, they could do some debt consolidation, get rid of that high interest debt. You are listening to the Say Hola Well podcast, a show dedicated to the stigmatize the idea of wanting more money. More money, more options for you, your family, and our community to become financially free. I am your host, Lucy King. I am on a mission to help decolonize wealth for Latinas, and here is how I do it. I talk about building generational wealth through a holistic lens. I give you the strategies, the mindset, and the ideas to create generational wealth and also break away from a culture of silence. Ya sabes, that believe that in our cultura, no se habla de dinero. We don't talk about money. I am a first-gen investor who went from believing I had to work mentally and physically hard for money to now having multiple investment accounts and run a business that I love. I am a mom, a wife, speaker, and author ready to help you create wealth beyond your ancestors' wildest dreams. Welcome to the Say Hola Well podcast. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to remind you to follow us on social if you are loving the podcast, want to build community, and you want to learn creative ways to increase your income. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, and of course, on our website at www.sayolawell.com. If you feel inspired by any of the episodes, it will mean the world to me if you can leave us a written review on Apple Podcasts. This is how other mujeres find us. Hello, Tina. Welcome to the Say Hola Well podcast. How are you? Hi, Lucy. I'm great. Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. I hope you're doing well as well. Thank you. This is a safe space where I want to talk about money chisme and all of the things that will help our community build generational wealth. But for those that are not familiar with who you are, go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us what you do and who is Tino. <laughs> I'm Tino Martinez. I'm a mortgage lender with Prime Lending, Eastern Washington region. Been in the industry nearly 10 years, in the real estate industry about 20 years now. So. I love it. And we're going to dive into that specific area of your expertise. But before we get there, I always like to start the podcast by asking our guests, how did they grow up and what was their relationship to money? Sure. So I came from a family of six kids. So we're a big family. My parents had migrated from Mexico years ago, lived in Los Angeles for a few years, I relocated to Washington State just because it was a more affordable place for a big family to live. As you can imagine, six kids, it's a lot to take care of with my only my dad working back then. Money was tight, as you can imagine, with six kids. And yeah, you just have to learn to, to make ends meet with as little as possible and make that stretch for six kids, fam family of eight. <laughs> yeah, which is a lot of the narrative of Hispanic, specifically like Latino families that the mom is stay homes with the kids and the dad is the only one that is working. Now, you know, what got you into the finance industry? I'm so curious to know. Yeah. And to be honest with you is, I mean, in being in the real estate industry for quite some time now, getting into the financing piece of it, 
it was just looking for life balance at that time. I was an escrow officer for a title company when I was just looking at my goals for the next year. And we were so busy at the title company and I just wanted a little bit more life balance. And I was trying to sort out my goals for the next year. And there was a mortgage company that had been trying to recruit me for a few years and they happened to call me at the perfect time. We got to talking and it just made sense for, for the transition from the escrow side to the financing side. I love that. And I love that you say I wanted to find the life balance because I don't think I've had any hombres that come to the podcast and talk about the importance of life balance. So I was like, kudos to you for saying that. You might be (laughs) the first one that talks about that, which I love. Now, I wanted to bring you on the podcast for you to share your area of expertise as it relates to refinancing a home. Because I don't think that is something that is often talked about in our community. We tend to invest in our casita, even real estate properties, but we don't talk about refinancing. So let's start there. What is refinancing? And that's a great question because you're right. It's not something that's touched very, very often. So I'm happy to explain that. Briefly to, to explain what it is, it's essentially just replacing your current mortgage with a new one. The current mortgage gets paid off and you get a new loan with updated terms and conditions. So there's different reasons, and we might dive into that here in just a second, I believe, but there's different reasons why you would do that. But just replacing your current mortgage with a new one for different circumstances for everybody. I love that. Now, why should people even think about the possibility of refinancing a home? A great question. So again, everybody's situation is different, right? Their circumstances are vary from family to family. So the reasons for, for refinancing are specific to each one. It could be that you had a higher interest mortgage rate a few years back and you wanted to refinance into a lower rate to update that loan, get your payment lower, pay less interest throughout the term of the loan. Other people, they've acquired a lot of debt in the last few years and they can't get out of it. If they've been in their home long enough and they have enough equity, they could do some debt consolidation, get rid of that high interest debt. And now they use some of that equity to to lower their monthly debt payments every month. Other people may want to do some renovations in their homes or pay off some student loans or pay for some student for education, I should say. So there's just different reasons to do that. Some people maybe just need to change the loan types that they have. Maybe they were on on an adjustable rate mortgage a few years ago, and now they want to get into a fixed mortgage. Or for those who have been in their houses for a long time and they got a 30-year loan, maybe they've been in their house 10, 15 years, and now they want to go to a lower term loan. Instead of doing a 30-year loan, they do a 10 or 15-year loan so they can pay off that that house quicker. Thank you. And I think that in our community... Talking about these kind of conversations is so taboo topic. It's not normalized. And I do want to say that I learned about refinancing a home in 2021 when we were going through the pandemic or 2020 and the interest rates were just dropping. And I remember having a conversation with a friend and she talked about, oh, I'm going to refinance your home. And I was like, why? Didn't you just sign for 30 years? She goes, yeah, but when the interest rates go low, you can refinance. And then I remember talking to my husband and he's, oh yeah, I already started the process. So we can do that. And I also didn't know that you can refinance multiple times. So I just want to share that because I want people to know that I'm also learning as I go. What are the best options to refinance a home? I know that is based on people's specific needs, but based on your expertise and the things that you've seen, what are some of the things that you might recommend? 
Um, again, it depends on the person, right? I, the most common ones, I, the reasons I've seen why people refinance is to pay off some high interest credit card debt or personal loans that they just are going to take a long time to pay. And then other ones have been cashing out some money, doing some home improvements, or even using that to invest on another property. So those are the most common ones that I see. If this podcast resonates with you and you are ready to embrace becoming financially free and build generational wealth, I would like to invite you to apply to work with me privately. It is the most intimate way to connect with me and you will be fully supported to achieve your financial goals once and for all. Here's what past clients have said about working with me. One of my clients said, I feel confident in ways I can invest my money. You have helped me connect the dots on how investing truly works. It is simple, fun, and less scary than I thought. Another client said, I have so much clarity on the mindset blockers that were holding me back from increasing my wealth. And many of my clients have said that investing in financial coaching has been one of the best investments they ever made. If you are ready to see these mujeres and their beautiful faces, go ahead and head over to my Instagram account so you can hear it directly from them. And make sure that you click on the highlights under results. And if you feel inspired, go ahead and schedule a call today using the link in the show notes. Now let's get back to the show. Common is it for people to refinance their current mortgage to invest in a second property? Because I'm hearing this from you and I'm like, that is such a good idea to build wealth even faster. But how common is it for people to be comfortable making that step? And also, how are you helping your clients with the process? Sure. So it's going to depend on the market, right? Currently in this market in 2023, it probably wouldn't lend itself so well to cash out some money to invest in an, on an investment property just because of where mortgage rates been in the last year or so. But when the market lends itself for it, like you said, back in 2021, 20, yeah, 2020 and 2021, the rates dropped so low that it made sense for people to do that because they could cash out some of their equity buy another property and still have a low mortgage rate on that investment property. And then they continue building their portfolio of real estate. And as far as how I go about helping people understand that process, I want to make sure that it's it's a good financial decision for them. So usually what I like to do is I sit down with them. I go over, compare what their current mortgage looks like versus what it would look like if they tapped into that equity for whatever reason. So let's just say they're going to pay off some debt. I like to do comparisons of, hey, this is what your current monthly debt looks like. This is what it's going to look like when you get rid of that debt, even though you're getting a new mortgage, higher balance maybe. But if it makes financial sense, they can see it side by side and then they can make the decision like, okay, I'm saving this amount of money per month and I get rid of that high interest credit card debt, for example. So I like to sit down with them just so they can see the numbers and they can compare what, how much am I paying per month on all these debts, including my mortgage? How much am I going to pay once I get rid of that debt? And nine out of 10 times is going to make, it's going to make a financial sense to <laughs> good financial sense for them to do that. Absolutely. Now, you're, you just mentioned something that I'm very curious because we have been raised to believe that having debt is this horrible thing that we shouldn't have. And when we think about debt, for us Latinos, the 99% of the people, we think about debt as being something that we shouldn't have versus the 1% that is constantly using debt to leverage and build wealth. 
how do you navigate the conversation with your clients in terms of being comfortable getting bigger chunks of debt, but is a mortgage debt, for example? It, again, it's going to depend on what their financial situation looks like and if it makes financial sense to them. And that's what I like to break down to them. If their goal is to invest in properties and have some rental properties for when they retire or whatever, those are the important things that we want to discuss and how that looks like and how they're going to achieve that. If they're planning to save that money on their own, what does that look like? How long is that going to take them to do that versus, hey, I have $200,000 in equity in my home now. And if I use some of that to buy another property or two, it's going to be a lot faster to achieve that goal. And maybe it's going to be better financial decision anyways, as far as the numbers go. It's really important to that they understand what their goal is, how they plan to achieve it. And then we discuss, hey, here's another route we can go. You can get there faster and with less money. I love that. The benefit of saving time and also the benefit of working with people like you that have been in the industry for so long to save time and to look at possibilities because I do hear this so often where people want to buy a home and they have this idea of, I just need to save up to the home. And it's like, no, there's other venues that you can leverage, that you can grow your money faster together. So thank you for saying that. Now, there is so much, let me think of the word that I want to use. We have been taught that having a casita is the American dream, right? And there's people that say, yes, buy a home, don't buy a home. Now, where do you stand in terms of why is it so important for people, specifically for Visi Mujeres, to become homeowners? What are the benefits of that? If you're comparing that to renting, for example, renting, it's just money that you're paying for somebody else to build their wealth. If you invest in your own casita, like you mentioned, then you're going to have, you're going to be building your own wealth instead of somebody else's. And, but what I mean by that is I think people don't realize that the value of that home can continues appreciating throughout the years. So let's just say in two years, the appreciation of your home is up $50,000 just for easy numbers. How long would it have taken you to save $50,000? Um, maybe it's going to be more, maybe it's a hundred thousand dollars that, that you build in equity. How long would it have taken you to build a hundred thousand dollars? It's going to take quite a bit of time for some people, years for most people. So if you look at what the benefits of buying your own house, building equity, that most likely is not going to be your forever home. If that's going to be your first home. And that's what a, a really important thing that people have to understand is like, when you buy your first home, it's most likely not going to be your last one. You have to get your foot in the door first, you build some equity. And then from there you upgrade. You buy a little casita and then later you're going to buy a bigger casita and so on. It's definitely a good foot in the door so you can own your home and possibly own more homes in the future and rent out the ones that you buy along the way. And another important piece of it is that you have stability in your home. You have your own place. You call your own. You can make, you can do whatever you want with it. You can paint the walls, whatever color you want. You can paint what will do whatever you want with your house. So then you have some stability for your family. You have a place that you can call your own and so forth. And again, the financial and investment piece of it, that's, an, that's a very important part of it because most people do want to build some wealth. And that's real estate has been proven throughout history. That's one of the main avenues to doing that. So they can definitely do that. And of course, there's some tax benefits. Talk to your accountant for that. But there are some tax benefits that come with owning, owning your own home. And we all want to have some tax benefits, right? So yeah, so that's some of the things of the importance of owning your own house and how you can build wealth with, with doing that.
Thank you. And I love how you touch on your first casita is not going to be your last casita because that is something that we also need to normalize. That it's okay for us Latinos to want to grow well and do go after the things that are going to make us feel and live the wealthy life because we're all about that in this show. Now, I'm on a mission to normalize money conversations and also ask people about their income streams. And I will be fascinated and I'm very interested in learning how many income streams do you have? Currently two, but my wife and I have a couple other ones in the works. In the past, I've had more, but I've focused on the ones that are more lucrative, basically. The ones that are actually going to be worth my time and the ones that are gonna, I'm going to get my return on. So currently I have two. We're working on a couple of the ones, my wife and I to continue growing that. I love that. And you just mentioned your wife. I guess I wasn't going to ask you about that. I wasn't going to get into that at all, but you just opened the door. So how often are you having conversations with your wife about wealth and money? All the time. I'd like to say almost every day, but it's definitely a few times a week. We have some big goals. And so it requires some dedication and time to sit down and go over it. It's not formal meetings I have with my wife, but we do go out for coffee or we have tea and we sit down and talk about, hey, where are we at with this goal? Where are we at with this plan to do this? And so we're constantly talking about it. it I would say throughout the week, I'd like to say almost every day because <laughs> something I love that. comes up, but it's important for you to do that. You have to be on the same page in order to achieve that. And she's, she's amazing. So she's the, she's the brains behind a lot of that. I like to talk with her about everything about that. I love that for you so much. And like I said, I wasn't going to ask you, but you opened the door. And so here <laughs> I am. I'm like being chismosa. Now, you know, what is your definition of wealth? So to me, wealth it goes beyond material possessions, right? They're, those are certainly important. Don't get me wrong. Those are a huge piece of wealth and building wealth. So don't get me wrong. Obviously, it's very important. But it, all, it can also encompass things as your health, your knowledge, relationships, and just really overall life satisfaction. These things all together, you, we need to take care of them and continue building them, continue growing them. And of course, including the financial piece. So all those things to, together for me are, is what make up wealth. I love it. I was like, so beautiful. So beautiful. Now, I know you personally. We met in real life. <laughs> and so I know that you are located here in Washington state, right. but are you able to help people in any other state? So this is where you tell us how can people work with you and where sure. can people find you? Yes, we have, I'm licensed in 38 states. So I do help a lot of people in other states, Oregon, Washington, California, Idaho, Florida. So there's yeah, people throughout the U.S. So 38 states, I can help people with their home financing. Perfect. And where can people find you? Primarily Instagram, I would say. It's at Tino Home Loans. Um, that's primarily the account that I use. I do use Facebook, but Instagram is my main my main social media platform that I've been that I've been using. So that's the main one. And then I'm happy to provide you my my email address or whatever you need. But it's all on my Instagram account. Perfect. Thank you so much for coming to the show. Thank you for sharing your knowledge and. Thank you for sharing the cheese me about your wife and everything that you guys are doing to live a wealthy and healthy life. It's my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you. What if I told you there is a way to get paid for the skills, knowledge, and the expertise you already have? Introducing Hefas and Wealth, a private offer for the beginner and aspiring coach who wants to build a business where they can make money 
while pursuing financial freedom and of course create more impact in our community. There are million ways to make a million and you might be sitting on the best idea that you can monetize. If you are ready to learn more, make sure you check the link in the show notes. On the Say Hola Well podcast and associated entities, all information provided is for general information purposes and it does not constitute legal, accounting, tax, or other legal advice. Listeners should not act upon the content information without seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professionals. We assume no responsibility for the information contained on this podcast and associated entities and disclaim all liabilities with respect to such information, including but not limited to any liability for errors, inaccuracy, omissions, misleading, or defamatory statements. Usage of this podcast and associated content constitute an explicit understanding of acceptance of the terms of this disclaimer.